Today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. David then tells about the angel of the Lord who encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Guys, in my interpretation, the angel of the Lord spoken here is the same angel of the Lord that was spoken to Abraham. And that was Jesus, right? Jesus right here in Psalm 34. He is saying, David is saying, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him. And he delivers them and delivers them. Amazing. As Christians, we have the protective covering of the Lord over us when we walk according to his commandments and will. Today, Pastor Eric will be exhorting us to remain under the covering of God's protection by obeying his commands and by having a healthy fear and awe of him. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for today's edition of Grace to the Hearers. I know that God, in the situation when he became afraid, God emplaced upon his heart these words to pray back. Because how do I know that? Because all the word, every scripture is inspired by God. It's inspired by God. It's God-breathed. So this, this, in the psalm, the prayer, David prayed to the Lord. David asked the Lord to be, what, number one, merciful to him. Da- David is asking God for his favor. He's asking God for his favor. David acknowledges that his enemy is against him. He acknowledges it. In verse 3, David is reminded to trust in the Lord when he is afraid. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. A great reminder from God. Remember in 1 Samuel, David was recorded uh, as being afraid, as we read in our text. He was afraid. But here, he remembered to trust in the Lord. And that his fear then, as we continue to read in Psalm 56, that his fear then continued to start to fade away because of his trust in the Lord. I love verse 4 of Psalm 56. It says, In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? I love that verse. I love the verse because it's, it really reveals the heart of David and the confidence that he had in God. The confidence knowing that God was going to defend him and be there for him. And he's like, what, what can man do to me? I'm not going to be afraid because God is there and he is for me. In verses 5 through 7, David goes into more detail of what the enemy was doing. David asks God, shall they escape iniquity? David then asked God God, that he would cast down his anger upon these people. Cast down meaning to put down. David was asking God to put his enemy down. In verse 8, David tells the Lord that he knows, that the Lord knows his wanderings. He knows that David is on the run. He knows that he's fleeing from Saul. His life is up, you know, he's being pursued. David goes on and he knows that God is for him. Having the knowledge that David goes and says that he will praise the Lord. I mean, can you imagine you're in this Philistine city, I'm trying to paint the picture, and maybe you guys have got it. This is enemy territory. And here's a man who is praising God. He's praising him, even in the midst of his enemy. David says that, God, I know that you have my, you have my tears in a bottle. You put my tears in your bottle. 
Are they not in your book? When I cry out to you, verse 9, when I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. David's confidence, his heart was in the Lord. He knew no matter what, even in the, in the, in the state of being afraid and crying, tears flowing, that God had his tears. God had his tears. He heard him. He knew that he was hurting. He knew that he was afraid. But yet David was recognizing and he was praising God. I know you have my tears. And for somebody to hold your tears, that would tell me that that person loves you and cares about you. No matter the situation, he knows. David concludes his prayer by saying that he knows that God has delivered his soul from death. He knows that his soul has been delivered from death. He tells us in verse 13, For you have delivered my soul from death. Not my words, but that's what God is saying. That's what David is praying. I know, God, you have delivered my soul from death. He knows that God has kept his feet from failing. I can't even imagine being in the situation that David was in. God has done this so that David can walk before God. So we see that David in our text, that David was afraid in Gath. Then we see him go to prayer, which is recorded in Psalm 56. Now here's the reality, is is that we all face difficult times. There's difficult times, there's different situations where we're afraid. We're afraid. But here, God gives us the answer on what we should do when we face those times. Number one, pray. Pray. There's extreme power in prayer. Why? Because you're communicating directly to God. You're communicating directly to God. There's power in prayer. Yet, it seems to be in the church, it seems to be the, the, one of the ministries that is not focused upon. I don't understand it. What would happen if the body came together more frequently and just be praying as one? You know, and I know that you guys pray individually, but there's power when there's a community coming together and praying and agreeing and united as one mind. You see it in Acts chapter 1. The Holy Spirit fell, man. And then 3,000 people came to Christ that day. What could happen when the body comes together and prays in, you, in a united heart? Great things, I guarantee it. Great things happen when people pray. Number two, we see David doing this. Remembering God's promises. Remembering God's promises. Here in Psalm 56, we see David recalling that God is for him. And instead of being afraid, he's going to trust God. He's going to trust the Lord. Fully knowing that God is going to protect him. Fully confident that God had his back. He remembered God's promises. Number three, we see David praising God. We see him praising. With the understanding that God was for him, David praised the Lord. David was rejoicing that his God was going to come through for him. In the time of being afraid, do you believe that God is going to come through for you? Do you believe that God is going to have your back? That there's a God in heaven who loves you and who cares about you so much and that he has bottled your tears and he knows the pain. Do you believe that he's going to come through? In time of being afraid, do you trust God? 
Do you trust God? In time of being afraid, are you bold? Are you bold to ask God for help? Are you bold to ask God for help? Many times I think, I think, <laughs> that's the problem. When there's concern, when there's fear or that time of being afraid, I start going through plans. Plan A, plan B, plan C. What happens if the person says this? What happens if the person gets up and does that? But here's the thing. Here's the reality. <laughs> My plans are not God's plans. My thoughts are not God's thoughts. Do I boldly ask God, just as David boldly asked God, he boldly asked him to take out his enemy. He says to put down your anger on them. <laughs> How many times have we done that? Do you do that? I know that I need to grow in this area. I need to be bold in my prayers. I need to be bold in them, knowing that my God's going to respond. I know that God's going to respond. Here's something to remember, you guys. In Psalm 50, verse 15, it says this, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. God speaking, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you. What a great promise from God. Jeremiah 33, verses 2 and 3 says this, Thus says the Lord who made it, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. What a powerful verse that is. Call upon me and I will answer you. Another great promise from God. Isaiah chapter 58 verse 8 says this, Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Verse 9. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. <laughs> you shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. What a great promise. What great promises from God's word that we have when we call out to him. When afraid, call on the name of the Lord. Call on the name of the Lord. Back to our text in Samuel. David then, we see after he's afraid, he gets this plan. And the plan was to be a madman. And he goes crazy, scratching at the gates, saliva on his beard. He's going all out. And the king is like, why in the world? By the way, this live on the beard is a nice touch. That, I think that just put it over, the, over the, the point there. The king's like, why in the world have you brought him in my presence? Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Do, do I have room for a madman in my kingdom here? Please just get him out. This is ridiculous. Get him out. So David departs from Gath. Guys, David's life was spared in Gath. After his departure, the Lord once again put a psalm on his heart, Psalm 34. So if you would, turn in your Bibles to Psalm 34 as we look at Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Again, it makes no sense why David was in Gath, but you see already the good work that God was doing in Psalm 56. It even gets better in Psalm 34. Psalm 34 says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me 
and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Verse 9, oh, fear the Lord, you saint, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall, lack, shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord, who is the man who desires life and loves many days, that he may see good. Verse 13, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are upon their cry, to their cry. The face of the Lord against those who do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Verse 17. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and save such, a, such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He guards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. Praise God for that mighty word that David had from the Lord and that he gets to share it with you and I. What a mighty word. Because David begins the psalm by blessing the Lord, praising his name continually. David then writes that he will boast in the Lord. Boast meaning celebrate. David was going to celebrate in the Lord. And to those who were humbled would hear and be glad. In verse 3, David is pumped. He is pumped in what God has done for him. David recalls that he sought the Lord, right? He sought the Lord, and the Lord heard him. He's excited about this. He's excited that God has heard him. And now I tell you what, this is probably one of the greatest feelings that I could ever feel in my life is when I know that God has heard my prayers. It is like a feeling that is unbelievable, and it just pumps me up. It's like, wow, this is amazing. God is real. God is there, and he hears my cries. Amen. David writes that God delivered him from all his fears. Powerful, powerful verse. There we see that he has delivered him from all my fears in verse 4. That is worth one highlighting, circling in your Bible, because that is a promise from God. I sought the Lord, and he heard me comma, and delivered me from all my fears. Amen. Powerful. Verse 6, David continues and says, God has heard this man and saved him from all the troubles, all his troubles. This poor man is the exact words that he described himself. This poor man cried out, David, the king of Israel, 
declares himself as the poor man that God had heard, and he has delivered him from all his troubles. Amazing. Powerful verse number two, right? Another verse worth highlighting, circling, telling your friends on Facebook that verse, you know, because that is powerful. That is truth that people need to hear in the day that we live in. David then tells about the angel of the Lord who encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Guys, in my interpretation, the angel of the Lord spoken here is the same angel of the Lord that was spoken to Abraham, and that was Jesus, right? Jesus, right here in Psalm 34, he is saying, David is saying, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him, and he delivers them and delivers them. Amazing to see Jesus even in our reading tonight. Of course we see Jesus in the reading tonight because he is the word. (laughs) Do you have that deep respect for Jesus? David had that respect. Verses 8 through 9, we see that David continually is to brag on the Lord. He's bragging on God. When's the last time you bragged on God? Just bragging on him. You brag on your kids, right, when they do something amazing? Well, God, are you even just a couple of the testimonies. God is doing an amazing work. Brag on him. He's, he's a God that is awesome, worthy to be praised. Verses 11 through 18, David teaches the saints how to fear the Lord. Now, that's a question that has been recently put in my heart. You know, what does it mean to fear the Lord? Because I'm reading Proverbs. To fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, Okay. Well, what does it mean to fear the Lord? Well, let's look at it. Number one, keep your tongue from evil. (laughs) Meaning what? Keeping your language from evil. Number two, depart from evil and do good. Brilliant, (laughs) right? I love how God keeps it simple for me. Hey, you want to fear the Lord? You want to have that deep respect? You want to have that that honor for me? Then stop doing evil and do good. (laughs) Keeps it pretty simple. The, the word depart meaning be removed. Uh, number three, seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace and pursue it. Peace meaning seeking friendship with God. Friendship with God? Is this a new concept? No, it's not. God calls us friends. Jesus said this in John fifteen fifteen. No longer do I call you servants, For a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all the things I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. That is a a beautiful verse because Jesus is saying, I'm not calling you servants, I'm calling you friend. Friend. You're my friend. And so here, David is writing, and he's saying, seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace, meaning peace, meaning friendship in our text. That is what the word peace is referring to, is friendship with God. Seek friendship with him. Number four, eyes on the Lord. You want to fear and have that respect on, for God and for Jesus? They are one. <laughs> Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. By engaging in these, the Lord is for you. The Lord hears your cries. Again, he bottles up your tears. He hears you crying out to him because you mean the world to him. You're the apple of his eye. You're so special to him. Not only are you a child of God, you're a friend of God. (laughs) 
pretty amazing that our God has that much love for us. And all he's asking for is, is our heart. He's not asking for your works. He's not asking for you to do amount of, this amount of good works to earn all this. He's saying, just receive my love. Receive it. It's there for you. It's up to you to take it, though. Being engaged in fearing of the Lord, God promises that he will deliver you out of all your trouble. That's what it says, right? Verse 17. Am I reading that right? The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Here's another promise from God. He is near to those who have a broken heart. He saves those who have a contrite spirit. Contrite meaning repentive heart. A repentive, a repentive heart. What does God want? He wants your heart. Your heart, the whole thing. Once he has that, then watch and see the glory of God. He will be for you. God is for you. He's so much for you, even before you accept his love, that he pursues you. And he pursues you. And he pursues you. He doesn't make you choose him, but he pursues you and says, I love you. I love you. In fact, you know, we've read that verse many times in Romans. While we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us because of his love. Amazing. So what does this all mean? Well, David tells us in verse 19 of chapter 34 of Psalm, many are the afflictions of the righteous. What does that mean? You're going to have afflictions. You're going to have afflictions. Many, it says. I don't like that word, many. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But, oh, that's a, that's a word to bold out, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Praise the Lord because it's not by your strength and God knows that there's going to be afflictions. If he sees you to it, he will get you through it. And that verse confirms that to me. It confirms it to me by saying the Lord delivers him out of all of them. Out of all of them. A powerful verse powerful. God will guard you. The Lord will redeem the souls of his servants. He will redeem the souls of his friends. He will redeem the souls of his children. We close with this fourth and final power verse. Psalm 34, verse 22. And I would like to read it together because it's so powerful. Okay? Can we do that? Can we, can, can we orchestrate as one? Ready? One, two, three. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. But that is a powerful verse. And none of those who trust in him, him being who? God, Jesus, the Lord, friend, Jesus, shall be condemned. Praise God for that. If you don't want to be condemned, then trust in Jesus. As simple as that. Trust in Jesus. He doesn't condemn you. He welcomes you in. He forgives you. The Lord Jesus has come to set you from condemnation, and he's come to give you life. Life that is so abundant, so joy-filled, so happy, that it will bust the socks right off your feet. Amen. Pastor Eric will continue teaching through the book of 1 Samuel the next time you join us. As you've been listening today, Perhaps some questions have come to mind. If so, we'd like to help. 
Just email your questions, comments, or prayer requests to info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. We'll be sure to prayerfully respond because it's our desire to help you on your journey as you're seeking to walk with Jesus. You can also post your comments or questions to our Facebook page. Just search Facebook for Grace to the Hearers Radio and join the conversation. And if you can't find a church near you that's teaching through the Bible verse by verse, please let us know. We may be able to help you connect with a Bible study in your area. And we'll certainly add you and your community to our prayer list as it's our desire to see God's Word being simply and systematically taught in every community. Again, you can contact us by email at info at gracetothehearers.com or give us a call at 520-723-7047. That's 520-723-7047. And please don't worry if you haven't been able to write down this information. All of this information and more is available at our website, gracetothehearers.com. That's gracetothehearers.com. Log on and get to know us better. Join us next time as Pastor Eric continues to proclaim grace to the hearers from the book of 1 Samuel. That's next time on Grace to the Hearers.